What's up, friends? And today we are talking crypto, Bitcoin, and everything happening in the markets. It's interesting because this was planned to be my first ever episode released, and then I just didn't release it. I don't know why. I put this video interview up on my YouTube channel a couple a year, uh, yeah, over a year ago now. Um, but I haven't done an actual podcast uh, episode about Bitcoin at all. But the time is right now because Bitcoin just passed $13,000 American, almost $17,000 Canadian. So we're almost right back up at the peak of where we were. Well, not almost. We're, we're over halfway there from the uh, mayhem that we had back in 2017 where Bitcoin was like $24,000 Canadian, about $20,000 American. And my guest today is the man who got me started in crypto. Crazy story, crazy, crazy story, actually. I was in the Philippines late 2016, early 2017 for a month on a surf trip. And I ended up looking into buying some land uh, on this island called Shurgao. And I did, actually. I bought some beachfront property there. And when I was trying to pay for the, the deal, sending a large amount of money abroad overseas to close on this property that I needed to get the money to ASAP because other people were wanting the property. There's other bids on the table. And the woman was like, look, if you can get this money here um, like this week, like in like the next couple of days, you'll get the deal. If not, I'm going to sell it to somebody else. And I was like freaking out because my bank, it was going to take like over a week. And there's like all these like, extreme charges for like, just if you ever try to send a lot of money through like a wire transfer, you're getting just raped on these fees and uh, transaction costs. So... I meet this other Canadian um, guy. They're buying a bunch of lands, like on this island, and like he bought like a lot of land. And I'm like, "What do you do, man?" And he's like, "Bitcoin, bro." I'm like, "I want to learn all about this." He's like, "Why don't you just pay for the land in Bitcoin?" And I'm like, "I'm going to take you out for dinner every night this week, and I want to learn everything you know about crypto, Bitcoin, and I want to get into this." And at the time, Ethereum was fourteen dollars, and Bitcoin was nine hundred dollars. Let me say that again. Ethereum was $14. Bitcoin was $900. And here's what happened. So um, long story short, this guy was actually like, dude, don't even buy this property. Just put all that money into crypto. And uh, I really should have <laughs> because everyone knows what happened since then. Ethereum went from $14 to four, uh, about $1,500 Canadian. It went from $14 in like, you know, early, early 2017, like January, uh, to $1,500 Canadian um, about, you know, a year later. So to say that my mind was blowing is an understatement. So long story short, I brought the property. I got set up with crypto. But the thing is, I, I just studied this industry like crazy. I just researched everything and learned a ton. So what that means is that I was just like basically a crypto fiend for about a year and a half. I uh, went to the blockchain expo in San Francisco. Um, I was working with a startup company uh, that was looking at doing an ICO as an advisor for their marketing. 
Um, I was heavily, heavily involved in the industry. I wrote two um, books, about 300 pages, 150 pages each for two different books. One was about Bitcoin um, basics, like the Bitcoin Bible, I call it. Just everything that, about that. And then the other one was Crypto 101, how to look at the other altcoins and and do uh, diversify your, your portfolio. So I've been like heavily entrenched in this industry since um, late 2016, early 2017. And I've seen that small fortune that I made also disappear during the crypto crash. And uh, just to put it in perspective, it went from $20,000 down to about nine, or sorry, about $2,300 was a low. So it had a 90% drop. A lot of these other altcoins just got wiped out, these other projects. So today we're going to go full circle back to my man, Alex. Um, he's from Canada, Alex Berjan. Uh, we're talking about everything he helped me get set up. So this is kind of like if you're looking at getting set up in this, this is the podcast to listen to. He walked me through everything, and I hope it gives you guys some value. There's some links in the comments here uh, in the show notes if you want to uh, set up your accounts, you'll get $5 or $10 of free Bitcoin um, when you set up your Coinbase using the link below. And if you want to pick up a copy of my books, uh, you can download them. They're, they're ebooks. Go ahead. I'll have the link there before for the crypto masterclass and share this because you guys never know. I think that Bitcoin could go up easily $100,000 dollars $200,000 a coin within the next few years. Um, just wait and see. Wait and see. All right. Enjoy. One other thing, uh, tune in on the next episode. I'm having an updated discussion with a crypto expert talking about where the market is now, more updated. Like I said, this uh, conversation with Alex was filmed and recorded back in uh, early 2017, January. And tomorrow's episode will be all about where we're at currently. All right. So stay tuned. Subscribe, rate, review and share with a friend. All right, cool. Well, thank you, Alex. Pleasure. We're here for this episode talking about Bitcoin. And uh, met Alex the other night at dinner and uh, was super interested and learned a lot from what he was sharing. And just thought you'd be a great guest to bring on to the podcast here today. So maybe just kind of give people a bit of your background, your story, where you're from, how you got involved in it. Um, and sure. Kind of go from there. Sure. Um, I guess I got I got involved in Bitcoin around late 2013, like uh, quite a lot of people did. Uh, it had uh, been having this amazing uh, bull run. The uh, the price um, went from like maybe $30, I believe, early 2013, and uh, rose to about $1,200 uh, by the end of the year. And uh, so that caught a lot of attention, got quite a bit of media coverage. Uh, and so that's pretty much how I, I, I came to learn about it. And I didn't know much back then. I was just uh, uh, chasing money, I guess, <laughs> and looking for a, a quick way to uh, uh, to invest, um, and I, get, I guess I got <laughs> I got burned early on by by the greed. Uh, I bought my my first coin at maybe about a thousand dollar, which then uh, the price subsequently dropped uh, for about um, 
two years uh, down to uh, somewhere near two hundred dollars US uh, two fifty. Um, but I guess holding the coins gave me some uh, motivation to uh, to learn more about my my investment, and uh, I just got uh, sucked in the rab the rabbit hole. Really, uh, it it is quite an interesting proposition. Uh, it's it's a technology that uh, has the potential to uh, change uh, the lives of everyone. Um, and it has uh, like the proposition that you would uh, uh, we could move away from uh, typical uh, fiat nation state currencies uh, for a uh, global standard of value which uh, Bitcoin provides and one that is decentralized and not controlled by any government mm -hmm. uh, or central uh, authority uh, is, is quite appealing uh, and so I I guess I read uh, most of everything that you can possibly read about the, uh, Bitcoin during those years um, I got involved, started getting involved with uh, uh, the community on, uh, on social media, on forums, uh, and all that. Um, and yeah, and now that's one of your jobs. You're working with the company. So that's maybe you correct. Can kind of talk about the company and uh, kind of how you got involved with that. And kind of the one thing that you mentioned that was really interesting is when you were down at a conference in San Francisco. Was it? I was in Milan actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, the, the company I work for is called uh, Blockstream. Uh, they're uh, certainly one of the major players in, in the Bitcoin industry. Yeah. Um, they uh, have hired some of the uh, most knowledgeable technical uh, people uh, in the ecosystem. They're building uh, uh, enterprise solutions, business uh, solutions for uh, financial infrastructure. That leverages uh, Bitcoin's technology mm -hmm. uh, that is compatible with uh, with Bitcoin's technology. They they are basically called side uh, side chains, uh, and so they provide a more um, uh, open uh, and sort of flexible uh, platform uh, to deploy uh, uh, commercial solutions. Because um, Bitcoin uh, does one thing really great, which is uh, money, but uh, the protocol being what it is, and uh, it is sort of limited in its applications. It, it the parallel that uh, what people will uh, all, always um, make is that it it's kind of a bit similar to uh, the internet in that there is this base protocol layer, which is TCP/IP, which is how packets of informations are transmitted all over the world. But uh, since uh, since the early days of, of, of the internet, the entire um, Infrastructure of the internet uh, sort of abstracted this uh, this complexity yeah. by building applications on, on top of it. Um, so that's, that's maybe for people that are watching and maybe not familiar with what Bitcoin actually is. Maybe just break it down. Like, what exactly is Bitcoin? Yeah, yeah. People that have heard about it but they don't really know the actual basics. Of it. Sure, sure. Um, it's always a little hard to uh, uh, to make a, a short. Uh, introduction to such a complex technology but um, it, essentially it is a uh, uh, digital uh, money uh, it is a form of uh, currency uh, that is only governed by uh, people running peer-to-peer uh, -peer software open source software on their computer uh, and the uh, protocol um, sort of dictates uh, certain certain rules uh, that people have to abide to if they want to voluntarily participate in, in the system 
Um, and so initially um, it was started in around, uh, so the actual software was released in 2009 by uh, uh, some guy or uh, maybe a group of people uh, called Satoshi Nakamoto. Um, and it sounds Japanese. It sounds Japanese. The thing is that no one actually knows who that person is, who, who oh. these people uh, are. Um, and so it was sort of uh, uh, developed um, probably uh, by them uh, during the financial crisis of 2008 uh, yeah. uh, and uh, as a potential alternative exactly. to uh, uh, to these systems that uh, had just proven that they were not reliable yeah. uh, and that they could uh, break down any time. Um, and like the concept of digital money or uh, sort of a global uh, standard of value um, had been uh, thought of for, for decades before. Um, the problem with most of the attempts that were made is that they were uh, centrally managed. And uh, once they uh, were able to um, get some traction, yeah. uh, government uh, clamped down on them. Sure. Um, and so there needed to be um, a decentralized alternative, uh, one that did not rely on uh, central servers to, uh, to manage. Um, and so this is all one uh, one good analogy is uh, uh, kind of like our governments initially were able to shut down Napster. Uh, uh, I remember the, yeah, Napster, the, right? The, the music uh, yeah. file sharing service because that was centralized, and then uh, decentralized alternatives came uh, came along. Uh, and of course, the uh, most notable one being torrents. Yeah, right. Um, and uh, the, so the same uh, has happened with, uh, with with Bitcoin. Bitcoin is sort of like uh, most people um, know about it through also uh, the blockchain. Yeah. Uh, now, what the blockchain is is essentially uh, the historical uh, records of transactions uh, that ha have happened in in the network. So, what Bitcoin proposes to do is to solve uh, what uh, is referred to as the double spend problem. Um, so now, the, the double spend problem is how um, because the the files are essentially because bitcoins are essentially uh, digital, how can I prove that the money I'm trying to send to you, I haven't uh, copied and, yeah. and sent to, uh, to someone else, right? And so uh, in order to do that, uh, you need uh, someone to uh, track the books, of, uh, uh, the accounting books really, of uh, every single unit of currency within the system and their, their history. So that when I send you a transaction and I send you, uh, I send you bitcoins, it gets recorded uh, into the blockchain, yeah. and, and that blockchain is distributed. And there's a copy of the blockchain uh, on every computer running the Bitcoin software all over the world. Wow. Uh, so there's amazing redundancy there, and it's also uh, secured uh, by a kind of more complex uh, process, which is called mining. Yeah, um, that's what I was going to ask you about next. Yeah, so um, everyone associates Bitcoin with these super computers that are just necessary to mine it Absolutely. and regulate it. Yeah, well, um, in the early beginnings, it was actually um, uh, feasible to just uh, uh, mine and uh, straight from your laptop. Yeah. Um, because uh, what mining does is it's essentially uh, a lottery um, for uh, the uh, chance to add a block of transactions to the blockchain yeah. uh, and uh, to incentivize people to participate and contribute their uh, the compu uh, computational resources 
of their uh, computers to secure uh, the network. Um, every time you add a block to the chain, uh, you get rewarded uh, by bitcoins. Um, initially, it was 50 bitcoins, uh, and now uh, nowadays it is 12.5. This uh, this reward uh, halves every four years, um, and so. But nowadays, um, because of course the price of uh, of uh, Bitcoin has increased quite a lot, it has become an extremely competitive industry. Um, most of the major players uh, have um, uh, specifically designed uh, silicon chips, which are called uh, ASICs. Um, so they're not they're not exactly computers because what they do is they uh, run only one algorithm um, and uh, they run it in parallel uh, uh, twenty four seven. Uh, and what they're essentially uh, trying to do is uh, find uh, the solution to uh, uh, the uh, lottery so that they get uh, to, to get the reward. Now your chances to uh, win uh, this lottery and add the block yourself to the chain is uh, dependent on the percentage of computer power that you contribute to the, to the network. So if you have 25% uh, uh, of the uh, computational power of the network, uh, then you uh, have this 25% uh, chance of, 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 of winning. It is a bit random as well, so it's not exactly, uh, uh, it's not precisely what's, what's happening, but just yeah. to give an overall uh, uh, view. And and so nowadays, uh, the computational power of the Bitcoin network um, surpasses any, um, well, you know, we were saying uh, maybe three years ago that it surpassed the top uh, 500 supercomputers in the world combined wow. together. Uh, but nowadays, it's uh, easily ten times, uh, ten times that. Um, so that's crazy. That's just mind-boggling, actually. Um, for the average person that's kind of looking at diversifying their investment portfolio, how could somebody get started in Bitcoin and get involved in the community? As you say. Yeah. Um, it it's it depends a lot on uh, where. Um, Whereabouts uh, you are in the world? Canada, Canada America. America. Um, there are some um, brokerage uh, websites essentially that um, you can use to uh, kind of like an E-Trade account or uh, uh, something like this, where you uh, will register. They'll ask quite a bit of information. Yeah, you mentioned you, that at dinner. Uh, yeah. Because they they have to deal with uh, pretty uh, strict regulations uh, in terms of. Uh, Anti-money laundering, right, yeah. uh, know your customer laws. Um, but once you're done through that process, um, you essentially wire money from your bank account to uh, your online brokerage account, yeah. and then you can purchase bitcoins. Um, I guess in the U.S., I uh, the easiest platform for for people to use uh, would either be uh, it would probably be Coinbase, uh, Coinbase, Coinbase.com. Uh, I I'm not a big fan of them, but unfortunately, because of the uh, um, strict requirements of companies in terms of investment to comply with these yeah. uh, regulations, it, there is a lack of competition in, in, in the system. Uh, so, uh, I mean, your uh, your money is kind of, uh, in terms of sending your money there, there's not a problem. Uh, it, it's fairly safe. What I would advise people to do, though, is uh, not to keep their uh, bitcoins in there um, because um, 
you want to uh, leverage the full potential of, uh, of Bitcoin and the kind of uh, independence that it provides. And when you uh, keep your Bitcoins on these websites, uh, you are essentially dependent on them securing it. Uh, right. where, where, and so, uh, it, if they potentially get hacked or something... That's what uh, I was going to ask as well. You, Was the likelihood of some group of hackers coming in and just wiping the system or hacking everyone? Well, the, the system uh, on its own uh, is, is fairly resilient. I mean, uh, people often mention that essentially Bitcoin is like the largest bounty for uh, computer uh, security uh, in the world. Like if you're able to, uh, if, if, you, if you think you might be able to compromise the system, yeah. there's about 16 billions of dollars of, of value at stake. 16 billion? That's the market cap of Bitcoin uh, billion. overall. Wow. Um, and, and so uh, the system on its own is very resilient. It has received many years of uh, peer review from uh, top technologists. Uh, although the problem is the third parties you, uh, you rely on. Uh, for example, Coinbase being one, um, because uh, the essential value proposition of Bitcoin is that you um, can cut off these third parties. You don't have to rely on banks anymore. You right. can uh, take control of your own money, uh, and but that implies uh, having your own wallet software. Yeah. Um, now nowadays, for people who are maybe less initiated, there are a couple of uh, alternatives uh, to. Uh, uh, to use um, in terms of wallet, you can um, you can get that, that uh, on your uh, cell phone. Uh, for example, one is called uh, one that is that is built by the company I work for is called Green Address, um, and it also uh, uh, so there's the Green Address app. There's also the Green Bits app. Maybe you can say the name. What's the name of the company you work for? Blockstream. Blockstream. Oh yeah, you mentioned that. Blockstream. Yeah. Uh, but if this, um, yeah, green address is more of a consumer product, whereas what Blockstream are doing um, is more uh, commercial, uh, commercially yeah. focused. Uh, but green address is one. Um, I guess um, people could also use Mycelium um, Bread Wallet also. Uh, and so essentially, what you would be doing is buy your bitcoins to Coinbase, yeah. and then you transfer your bitcoins to that wallet that sure. you've downloaded, yeah. and so that uh, you do not have to rely on Coinbase for your security. Part, yeah. um, my my other question was that really got my interest. Going back to the conference you went to in Milan, where right. a lot of uh, heavy hitters and influencers and um, smart people from Silicon Valley. Have put a lot of money Absolutely. from cash into Bitcoin, and Absolutely. just maybe speak to that. The numbers that people were really, you know, yep. investing, and just, when I heard that, you know, it's kind of like you want to follow the smart money, and when people in the know are moving their money out of cash into other alternatives, that's what got me interested. Sure. Um, after the 2013 uh, bubble. One could say uh, this is when uh, the ecosystem uh, started going moving really fast, and so uh, by the in between early 2014 and by the end of maybe 2000, uh, 2015, um, we had seen somewhere around one billion dollar of uh, venture capital capitalist money uh, being invested in uh, Bitcoin uh, infrastructure, 
Bitcoin companies, uh, and also most likely part of the 2013 bubble was fueled by uh, Silicon Valley uh, investors. Uh, sort of, uh, uh, well, the word got around. A couple of early guys uh, had made good returns, and so uh, these are people who are willing to uh, to take risk. Yeah. Uh, it was still a pretty uh, big risk to invest in Bitcoin back back then, uh, but for, for for them, uh, that's uh, paid off. Uh, yeah, that's paid off, and the potential uh, to to pay off uh, furthermore is uh, is still quite there. Um, the other thing was your speculation was quite substantial. Where you think it's going to go? Yeah, well, I'm uh, huge. Uh, I, I'm, I guess uh, huge Bitcoin bull. Uh, I I think uh, it has um, the potential to replace. Uh, Historically, the role that gold has uh, had in our economies, uh, where gold was always this hedge against financial disasters, yeah. it's been here um, uh, in, in human society for thousands of years. It, it has always uh, been used whenever uh, governments or nation states would, would fail their people in their management right. of the economy. Uh, people would return to gold as the store of value. Um, because gold is a fairly limited supply, um, they can only dig up so much yeah. uh, out of the ground uh, every year, and it is the fact that that is predictable uh, it makes it uh, very over over time, over long period of time, fairly good uh, store of value. People used to say that 500 years back, uh, you could buy a suit uh, with uh, one ounce of gold, which remains to this day, uh, compared to uh, fiat currencies, whereas the purchasing power of fiat currencies uh, with inflation uh, yeah. devalues uh, quite a bit, uh, quite a bit uh, with time. Um, and so gold, though, has uh, become sort of obsolete in our times of uh, electronic information uh, in our digital world, um, and Bitcoin has some of the same uh, properties that gold as it is sparse. Um, it is, uh, you can easily verify uh, the legitimacy of the Bitcoin you're receiving uh, through the network. Um, and it is also divisible. Uh, so one Bitcoin could be split in, into uh, uh, many different pieces which you could use for smaller payments and whatnot. Um, and now if if you're looking at it from an investment thesis, and if you only take the use case of this for a value of gold, um, well, it, it, took, it, it took quite a bit of time, but nowadays the market cap of gold, somewhere in the trillions, uh, four, five, um, four or five trillions, um, and Bitcoin is only, like I said, at $16 billion. Yeah. Um, so if you believe that uh, increasingly People are going to make this comparison, are going to see the parallels between the two, and they are already seeing it. Uh, even mainstream media coverage nowadays yeah. will often mention that uh, for more speculative investors, Bitcoin has turned into this uh, uncorrelated asset that does not move with the traditional financial markets, right. and so provides sort of this, this hedge uh, against uh, uh, downtimes or, uh, or uh, uh, or financial disasters and, and, and whatnot. Um, and so if some of that money that uh, uh, 
goes into gold as an investment, uh, funnels back into Bitcoin. Uh, say we pick a random number of one percent uh, of one percent of this six uh, trillion dollar market cap. Uh, then you're looking at something around maybe thirty thousand uh, dollars for Bitcoin. Uh, today it is at one thousand dollars. So that that's the number that really jumped out at me the other night at dinner when you said a thirty thousand dollar coin. And I was just like, and, and then you said, like you mentioned, to break it down, it's like kind of like nickels, dimes, quarters, yep. similar, you know, to sell it off or make other purchases, breaking it down. So the fact that you can buy one full Bitcoin now for about a thousand, and the potential is to 300 or 30,000. Yeah, and that's a conservative, uh, to be honest, it's quite a bit of a conservative uh, estimate because you're only looking at one use case. Yeah. Um, and I, I think I mentioned to you that another you could really look at is uh, uh, sort of the uh, offshore banking economy, yeah. uh, where people store their uh, uh, their cash in uh, offshore bank accounts in Panama, uh, Delaware, in the United States, um, and they do that uh, to uh, protect it essentially from uh, taxation. Uh, yeah. And some of these things are uh, confiscation, uh, arbitrary confiscation by by governments, uh, and and so and and so that 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 type of money is also we're talking also about other uh, many trillions of dollars. Yeah. Uh, and would you say that there's any other like we're here in the Philippines and you bought land? Back how long ago here? That's three years ago. Three years ago. Yeah. And this week I'm just looking at getting bought here as well. You know, and I was looking at the potential for um, gains in the next five, ten, fifteen years here. But that comes nowhere close to what, you know, twenty thousand dollars of Bitcoin could achieve yep. with twenty thousand dollars of land here. You know, it's just well, not even close. So that's why after dinner, I kind of rethink. I'm like, should I get lands here or put all this into, you know, <laughs> Bitcoin and roll the dice, as they say. Yeah, um, I would say, I would say it's much safer to, uh, uh, if you go about it the, the right way, it's safer to, uh, to to get a piece of land here. Yeah. Um, but that's also so the, the risk that comes with Bitcoin yeah. uh, is also. Why uh, there are uh, potentially uh, enormous returns. Yeah. Um, for myself, I guess so you went. It, you went all in. Yeah, right? I, I went uh, all in, uh, yeah. and uh, I guess purchasing the land here was also uh, part of my uh, diversification yeah. strategy. Yeah. Um, I don't put much money into uh, stocks or bonds or. Uh, uh, or anything uh, else like this, because uh, well, my the way I think about it is that it's, I'm essentially betting on uh, Bitcoin winning because uh, the financial uh, system of today is uh, it's not solid enough uh, yeah. or, or sustainable long term, right. and so it would make sense for me to diversify into something that I think has uh, less. Quite, quite a bit less chance to returns yeah. uh, in terms of traditional uh, financial markets. So, um, 
I always sort of hesitate to uh, to sell people too much on, yeah. on Bitcoin. No, but we talked a lot at dinner, and it made sense. You know, a lot of the points that you were saying. And um, do you think another question I wanted to ask you was um, with smartphones, digital pay? You know, Apple is looking at yeah. rolling out Apple right. Pay. Google has something that they've got coming out. Uh -huh. Do you think that Bitcoin will? Um, participate in smartphone. Uh, absolutely, I think uh, that's uh, obviously where the uh, uh, sort of end game is. Um, and Bitcoin as a uh, digital equivalent of, of cash yeah. is really uh, not the same as these uh, payment systems. Mm -hmm. uh, so Bitcoin could actually find its way into these payment systems because Bitcoin is really the currency. And so you could see Bitcoin uh, get uh, uh, adopted as just another currency like US dollars, euros, and whatnot yeah. into Apple Pay or, uh, or the colon that Samsung also has as going. Um, so there's not really much of a competition from them uh, yeah. because they're, I mean, they're leveraging the technology that we have available uh, today, but they're still centralized systems. Yeah. Uh, so kind of like PayPal or or these type of stuff. If, if they don't like the type of business that you're in, uh, or if you uh, have concerns about your your privacy uh, potentially being leaked uh, by, um, we, we've seen too many uh, now uh, um, occurrence examples of uh, of uh, huge um, technology companies being hacked with their uh, entire database of clients and whatnot being right. leaked. Uh, so this is a concern for. Uh, uh, for the future, I think uh, people nowadays people are kind of lit, uh, lenient uh, towards that. They, they don't see what the big deal could could, could be. Uh, but uh, there is quite a uh, quite a bit of a nightmare scenario that, that you could see happen with these type of privacy leak. Uh, so that's that's a bit of a concern. Uh, now, in terms of uh, Bitcoin fulfilling this uh, 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 this commercial application of uh, of payments, uh, ubiquitous uh, payments in, in shops and uh, retail, in, yeah. in, in, in the retail uh, uh, game, uh, it, it is not quite ready yet um, because we're still, um, that requires a lot of liquidity in the system. Yeah. Uh, what kind of time frame do you see that rolling out? I think it will take uh, maybe at least, uh, I think it will, it will take maybe at least a dec uh, decade for for that use case to really like catch on uh, and uh, be hugely uh, popular, because yeah. uh, to be fair, uh, most of the Western uh, world have uh, pretty good options in terms of uh, handling their retail payments. Like you said, I can use Apple Pay and yeah. it works well. I can use my credit debit uh, debit card. That's not really there's not much of a of an issue. Uh, uh, for us or incentive, you know, yeah. uh, to adopt Bitcoin as a as a retail uh, payment system, um, and also uh, one to me, uh, even economically speaking, it doesn't quite make much sense to uh, try to spend your Bitcoins today because it's so you're, you're you're holding on to yours absolutely. Like you're, I'm you're saying I'm hoarding, hoarding, hoarding them, hoarding uh, for a rainy day. Yeah, well, because if if you look at the historical returns and if you believe that there's potential for more returns yeah it, it you're, you're, you're much better just uh, uh, keep sitting yeah. on, on them no, and, absolutely. And, and then uh, because 
in 2013, after the uh, after the huge bubble, there was quite a bit of uh, this narrative of Bitcoin being ad adopted by companies, yeah. uh, mainstream companies, to accept these payments. So you you, you saw uh, huge companies like uh, Dell, uh, like Expedia, um, and a couple of others that you know uh, they they went along with it. They decided to accept Bitcoin as this new uh, form of payment. Yeah. Uh, and that got some buzz for a couple of months. Uh, but it really just, uh, it, it died down. Uh, and it is, they didn't get the, uh, they didn't get the, the traction uh, uh, that I guess maybe they, they expected because most, if you look, and I guess if you, you can look at all of Bitcoins in circulation, yeah. right? And um, you can see that uh, at least fifty percent of them have barely moved for uh, uh, for years um, because this people, people, are, just people are, are are just sitting on them. Like like you were saying, there there's such a scarce thing that there's twenty one million of them now. Of course, you can uh, get smaller units, uh, but we're about what eight billion of people. Uh, twenty one million uh, gathered on Mars. So that that's not much to to to, to go around. Um, Will there be a way to create more? No, that's one of the uh, strong tenets of this system yeah. is that it is it eventually uh, it, it is uh, mathematically limited by the protocol, so that the issuance, uh, like I said, uh, it, it halves every four years. And so right now today is twelve point five. In two thousand twenty, uh, it will have down to uh, um, I guess six point two five until until there's uh, basically until they're uh, printing uh, only fractions almost of, of, of bitcoins, um, and that will I think the end of the issuance period uh, is somewhere in two thousand. Uh, 100 uh, something, um, but most right now actually right now um, something like 75 percent of the bitcoins that will ever be in circulation are already uh, issued. Uh, exactly. Uh, so it's already it's been out for under 10 years, and already 75 percent are off the market, are spoken for, are already invested. Yep. And, and looking at your game plan, at what Price? Are you gonna say, all right, ka-ching, I'm out? I'm most likely never going to be out because if you like, I'm certainly going to uh, probably take some profits eventually. Yeah. Uh, that probably won't be uh, before uh, something like five thousand uh, dollars. Um, but the five thousand per Bitcoin. Five thousand per Bitcoin, yeah. Um, but really, the the proposition is that uh, it will uh, sort of replace any uh, form of currencies uh, as the uh, most trusted uh, one, yeah. and so there would be no reason. Uh, there's all there's always this uh, this meme going around in, in the Bitcoin community, uh, which is like Leo asking uh, Morpheus. Uh, um, some like uh, and Morpheus is like saying to them like when 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 you're uh, when Bitcoin gets high you, you you're not going to have to sell them you know you're uh, anyway he's just making the point that 
uh, at, at one point it, it won't make sense to uh, uh, to, to go back to uh, U.S. dollars, right, yeah. um, and yeah, so right. you you'll you'll be at, at that point uh, you'll be using your bitcoins directly to make uh, to to make payments right. and, and whatnot. Uh, along the way, there, there will, it, it makes sense to uh, to take some uh, to take some profits, uh, but as a way to uh, maybe reinvest in, in, in something else or. Uh, for example, help uh, with the construction of uh, uh, the project I, I have going here. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, I mean, why would I want to sit on, uh, on thousands of dollars of uh, uh, thousands of uh, U.S. dollars when they're not returning me anything? Yeah. You know, nowadays, the interest in terms of uh, uh, savings in your bank account is is nothing, yeah. uh, and so you much rather you much rather have them in, in, in bitcoins. It's volatile. It, yeah. it sometimes goes. Like lately, it's been going uh, up to uh, 1,100, uh, and then there's some news out of China about Chinese regulators sort of clamping down on Bitcoin exchanges uh, to some way. It drops uh, $100 in a day. Uh, yeah. So there's these, these type of moves where, like, unless you have a really long-term view, yeah. uh, you're going to get uh, jittery a little bit yeah. about your investment, but uh, you, you, you can truly look at it day-to-day uh, well, I look at the price day to day, but as a casual investor, you you don't have to uh, yeah. be concerned about this. Yeah. You're, you're, if you want to get into this, you're you're really playing the, the, long, uh, game. the long game. Yeah. So let me ask you this to close here. If someone had, let's say, a hundred thousand dollars saved up, they've been working, they've got a hundred grand, and now they're looking to get into the not just Bitcoin game, just investment game. Right. So if if someone has a hundred thousand dollars. What would you say is the smartest move for not only returns but also safety? You know, you can talk about real estate, gold, Bitcoin. You know, how would you kind of break that down? Yeah, um, I would probably it would be the responsible thing to advise people to uh, look uh, and diversify a little bit. I'm not necessarily a huge. It depends on the location. I'm not necessarily a huge fan of uh, real estate. Um, especially in the U.S. and in, in Canada, yeah. uh, I think these are markets that are still somehow, uh, uh, or well, the the, the, the big returns that uh, that existed uh, back in the days yeah. are not quite possible anymore. Um, and so that's why you here, come to a place like that's this. That's why that's why you come to a, a place, a third world country, or um, somewhere. Uh, Exotic, where you might have better uh, investment opportunities. Yeah. Um, now, uh, I, I'm trying to keep Shagal a little quiet. <laughs> so, uh, but no, it's it, there are many other places in the Philippines as well yeah. uh, that are getting pretty interesting. Uh, so that's that's really one thing to look at. Um, otherwise, my money is on Bitcoin. Yeah, all in. All in. So you I wouldn't think. you wouldn't go anywhere in gold, silver, stocks. I go all in on I I don't see um, well it it would make sense to um, there are some good uh, uh, indexed investment that you uh, can make in terms of, of stocks um, yeah. on your own uh, which will return to you maybe something like uh, eight nine percent uh, just if you basically put your money in the S and P five hundred yeah, right. uh, it, it, it certainly it makes uh, eight nine percent returns uh, yearly which is good uh, and which is 
fairly safe. Um, and so that's certainly uh, maybe for a responsible person, some, some something to look at and maybe allocate some of their uh, money to this. Uh, but otherwise, if you're if if you have uh, some appetite for risk um, and reward, and, there's no, and, there's no and, reward without risk. Right? Yeah, you uh, you want to consider uh, looking uh, at, at Bitcoin uh, and just look at the like the it, it won't necessarily it won't always go up, but look at the uh, historical price trends and how how uh, it has evolved over uh, over the years. Um, I. I know for a fact that there are heavy, heavy uh, financial players that are looking at this right now, um, are getting the, their feet wet. Um, they uh, are huge incumbents uh, and they are big, big, big uh, institutions. So they move fairly slowly. Uh, but the thing is, once one of them makes a move, they all uh, they'll all follow. Um, I just did a quick calculation here. So if, if you put ten thousand dollars into Bitcoin now times that by thirty thousand where the speculation could lead to thirty yeah, yeah, yeah. so ten thousand uh -huh. times thirty thousand um, is three hundred million yeah it's a thirty X that's a thirty X return um, which uh, you want three hundred million from a ten thousand dollar investment hundred thousand you said no, no. I was saying if someone put in ten thousand, ten thousand times thirty thousand. No, 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 times uh, times thirty. Right. Yeah. I was saying that can't be right. Yeah, three hundred thousand. Yeah, three hundred thousand. Okay, I thought you were saying hundred, but if you put hundred. But if you put a hundred, that's that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Hundred thousand. Uh, no, you'll get three million next year. Yeah, three million. Still, uh, um, but yeah. And what I, kind of time period do you time. see it hitting that high? Um, well, the thing about technology is it always uh, follows um, what they call um, uh, the S uh, S, uh, S adoption S curve uh, yeah. adoption, right? Yeah. And so there is often a tipping point uh, where it it will catch fire. And sort of uh, in a matter of a couple of years, uh, that become uh, prevalent amongst uh, institutional investors. Mm -hmm. I think we're slowly getting there. The problem is that, uh, like I was saying, the uh, infrastructure around Bitcoin is not yet ready to accommodate that type of money we're talking about. Yeah. Um, but there is work in progress. For example, the. Uh, um, the the, ET, uh, the the Bitcoin ETF, yeah, yeah, uh, which is an exchange traded fund that will uh, most likely or hopefully uh, get approved maybe this year. And once that um, once that comes in, it changes the whole game because uh, it's a lot easier for people to get involved, especially regulated funds that can only uh, invest their uh, investors' money in uh, accredited, uh, regulated financial instruments. And so right now it's almost impossible for them to uh, get a hold of Bitcoin. And also the, the thing about, uh, about Bitcoin is that you, it, it remains a sort of a bare cash-like asset. And so 
you need to secure it properly yeah. um, and you need someone to to uh, to manage your, your wallets and whatnot and for um, for typical like financial firms uh, this is something that they want to abstract away they, they don't care about uh, all the, the technology uh, they only want they want to they, they wanna only invest in the asset yeah and uh, once these things get rolled it, rolled out I think you're going to see a uh, a huge influx of money uh, being uh, being invested, and it's going to be a, a trend for portfolio managers mm-hmm. uh, to uh, recommend. And you're you're seeing that to, to some extent even now nowadays. Some investment banks are pulling out reports and uh, you know saying that it, it makes sense for investors nowadays to uh, to consider cryptocurrencies and right. Bitcoin being the most uh, popular and the the largest one by far, and diversify some of your portfolio in there. Yeah. And now, it doesn't need to be a hundred percent. It won't be even fifty percent. But if if if, if if these people start recommending their uh, clients to put one percent of, mm-hmm. of of their money into Bitcoin, uh, these are funds that manage again trillions of dollars in the market. Yeah. And so. It, the, it will tip the scale, and you will see. Uh, it's like I said uh, the other day. It's kind of like a modern day gold rush. Yeah, uh, so I see that are, with technology. You know, it's it's the most. It's the next rational step. Absolutely. You know, with the way you look at Europe and the euro just crumbling, Brexit. You know, like just everything around the world going on with these different countries' currencies. Um, and right now, our Canadian dollar is like the lowest it's been Absolutely. in. Like, it's brutal traveling abroad now. I know, that's why I'm actually happy and most of my money is in Bitcoin because I've, see, I've, I've been seeing it rise against the Canadian dollars quite a bit. Uh, so so that's, that's, that's another reason why I, I've been quite uh, happy with uh, my investment. But yeah, you're right. I mean, and, and like, the institutional players is interesting. Uh, I think there's a potential that within the, the end of the day, Decade, you're going to see uh, uh, central banks uh, yeah. from governments all over the world. They'll add Bitcoin to their currency basket. Yeah. Um, it will kind of like they do with gold or yeah, any other a, any other international currencies. They will allocate some of this, and these are uh, publicly verifiable things, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and so once uh, one somewhat major government makes a move. Then again, it's the same. No one's going to be, uh, want to be left That's behind. Fine, yeah. Um, so yeah, as a as an investment, it it, it is quite in, and not that's not even discussing all the potential of the uh, technology in, yeah. in terms of, uh, of scalability and privacy. Uh, there are um, potential to revamp our entire uh, financial system. And sort of just remove the the bezel that's been installed by uh, by uh, by banks and whatnot. That sort of uh, uh, take their own little shave of uh, uh, everyone's money. Big time. Um, and Big, and time. it will it will just also reduce systemic risk uh, by leveraging these uh, uh, these this technology so that uh, you 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 can uh, try to avoid uh, situations like what you had in. In 2008, yeah. uh, by just uh, having more 
proactive uh, measures in place mm -hmm. in, in terms of automated systems yeah. that are uh, using this technology rather than really reactive uh, laws and yeah. regulations uh, that will try to prevent uh, these from happening, but then can only uh, be enforced uh, uh, when it's too late. Yeah. Uh, well, I think uh, that's a wealth of information, and, uh, <laughs> especially for people just exploring and looking to try and find um, where they want to allocate their money. Um, I think we'll probably wrap up here. But any last words of wisdom to anyone looking at exploring Bitcoin before um, we shut down? Well, it might not be a uh, word of wisdom per se, um, but one thing I've found um, after some friends that have invested in Bitcoin is that if you tinker onto something, if you like the idea, um, you're much rather invest now and. Yeah. Find out more in more details later on yeah. than uh, waiting to uh, to study it properly because it is a vast and complex uh, system. Mm -hmm. uh, it will take you time uh, to to learn uh, about it in more details. Uh, and when you do, well, maybe the price will be two times what you uh, could have paid for. You know what? That's exactly why tomorrow I'm going to try and finalize a deal here because I know if I don't finish a deal for land now. I come back in six months, it's going to be higher. You know, it's, yeah. just, it's just how it works, you know. You talk about taking advantage of opportunities, and if it makes sense, sometimes you just got to jump in after you do your due diligence and you're comfortable with it. But if you're just on the fence, then you're never going to get in the game. Absolutely. You know? Maybe the word of wisdom would be this uh, ancient uh, Chinese quote, which says, the best time to uh, plant three was 100 years ago, and the second best time is now. I love so it. Act on it. That's great, brother. Cool. Thanks, man. Thank no you for problem. taking the time Always. here. Pleasure. And uh, hopefully you enjoyed that. And uh, maybe we'll do a follow-up in a few years when it hits that uh, high and you're buying a whole island Let's instead of this. <laughs> <laughs> All right.